Welcome to the PSD cast of Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Jason Lumberg, and in this episode, we're discussing the idea of transformerless AC to DC converters. Now, we're all familiar with transformers and their role in AC to DC conversion circuits, but lately their disadvantages have become a lot more blatant. You know, their inefficiency and heft and the fact that transformers are usually the largest component in the power supply has driven OEMs to search for alternatives. Helix Semiconductors recently wrote an article discussing this very topic, and we're proud to have them aboard to, this, to examine the theory behind transformerless AC to DC converters. It's our distinct pleasure to welcome Helix CEO Harold Blomquist to the show. And Harold, why are transformers such a natural fit for AC to DC conversion? And conversely, why have their limitations become a lot more conspicuous lately? First of all, Jason, let me say thank you for inviting me to join you today. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. And as you have mentioned, we as a company, Helix, have made a fairly re- revolutionary uh, uh, change in the market to enable power supply designs to be uh, revolutionized. Uh, just one side comment. A colleague of mine and I have been in this industry a long time, and we have noted that the industry has gone through revolution upon revolution upon revolution in chip design, chip technology, chip density, but the transformer power supply part of the environment has evolutionarily progressed, but the opportunity to revolutionize that is something that we both recognize from the utilization of switch capacitor methods for voltage conversion. So let me come back specifically to the question you asked, why are they such a natural fit? And I will say that transformers, just by their very definition, uh, transform from a given voltage to another voltage or a given power to another power. And the world, uh, not trying to be pedantic, but the world uh, distributes power over the grid in an optimally efficient voltage range and uh, AC-DC frequency, and it varies by geographic area in the world slightly, but the grid is what is optimum for long-distance power distribution over um, many, many, many different switches and changes and um, world uh, geographies, and that voltage has to be converted to be put to use in any kind of appliance, whether that is a uh, an 80-year-old washing machine or a um, modern uh, computer, that voltage doesn't work for ch- semiconductors and other electronic components. So by definition, there has to be a transformation done. And the theory of transformers uh, is a very simple one and has been used very effectively to convert from grid power to different levels of voltage that can be used for different systems. It's just so simple. And, and uh, schools, uh, myself having been an electrical engineer, you know, students are all trained in transformation of uh, voltage using transformers because it's a simple relationship between the windings on the primary side and the number of windings on the secondary side and uh, voltage is transformed, power is transformed by that ratio. So you can almost have an infinite number of uh, uh, output voltages from a transformer uh, depending on how many windings you have. So that's been easy to use and transformers really have been in use for this purpose for 100 years. What has happened in most recent time is that electronic 
appliances, and in this regard I'll talk mainly about mobile appliances and consumer appliances in the home like televisions and set-top boxes and so forth, but phones and laptops and tablets and computers and printers and televisions and DVRs, they all have to be uh, supplied a voltage that is different from what comes from the wall. And transformers have had their home in all of those uh, power supplies and battery chargers. But as you and I carry more of these appliances around with us, or as we have more of them sitting on the shelves in our homes, heat, size, and weight of these power supplies becomes a, a prohibitively big factor. And transformers ha simply have to have mass. They have to have size. They have to have ferrite cores. And then they have to have windings in order to perform their function. So they have prevailed until such time as the need for many of these in our, uh, in our briefcases makes it such a painfully uh, heavy case to carry. And the transformer being the biggest contributor to that weight and to the heat of these uh, power supplies has become very, very conspicuous as electronic appliances get smaller and smaller and more of them uh, get combined into smaller space. So um, it has been its, um, it's, it's been its um, uh, foundational value that transformers converted uh, effect effectively and uh, quite uh, varied voltages, but recent things have made the problems associated with those transformers become problematic. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, the Helix article mentioned an ideal replacement for transformers and um, it, you know, what would probably be um, you, you know, the key part of the piece. So let me ask you, why are wire capacitors such, a, such an obvious choice, an obvious replacement? What sort of advantages do they bring to the table? Well, switched capacitors as filters in electronic products have been in use for decades. Um, they have been used for modems um, back when we were trying to transport signals across a long distance and convert voltages and also filter. And so they're, thing, they're technology and a, and a solution that we're quite comfortable with. So people know how to use switch capacitors. They understand how capacitors work. But capacitors were not used for power conversion until Helix invented a way to do that. And the, the capacitors that we use are readily available in the open market. The research and the, the unique uh, solutions are switching methods and um, timing methods and the use for capacitors in a capacitive isolation um, structure, which had not been uh, proven, uh, wasn't thought to be impossible, but there's just such inertia behind the use for transformers because of their universal applicability that, um, that people weren't highly motivated to look at um, uh, alternatives, especially an alternative that might cannibalize a company's big transformer business. And so to revolutionize this and uh, to put the concept of using switch capacitor filters methodology in place required a company who was not uh, tied into the transformer world and who didn't have that, uh, that inertia holding them back. And, and so for us, we pioneered the idea of using switch capacitors, which by their nature produce an extremely highly efficient conversion method rather than the lossy method that is typical of the wires and the wiring in a transformer. And so we can operate 
with a single stage of conversion from input voltage to the first uh, output voltage in the high 90s, 98, 99% efficiency, that is a, a huge advantage, and that enables power supplies to be uh, to be shrunk uh, for two reasons. One, you can shrink the uh, by the elimination of the transformer, and then because these are very highly efficient converters, you don't have to have as big a heat sink in the power supply, so you can also shrink because the heat sink requirement can be reduced due to the efficiency of using the switch capacitors for the uh, fundamental voltage conversion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe disadvantages would be a wrong term, but, but given all the perks of capacitors, why, why are transformers still so prevalent? You know, is, is it just fear of change? Is, is it that a lot of companies are, like you said, so invested in the, the legacy technology, um, or is it something a little bit more than that? Well, I think there are probably two or three different factors, but you've hit upon a couple of them. There is um, tremendous inertia. I was trained in transformer design. Kids coming out of school today are still trained in transformer design. We're taught uh, windings ratios. There are some uh, specific benefits that are associated with the way a transformer um, separates the output side of a power supply from the input side. It's called isolation. There's no electrical connection from the primary windings of a transformer to the secondary windings. The secondary voltage is induced um, that's in the method of transformation, but uh, there has been a, a safety concern that that isolation might not be as um, as likely to be able to meet the safety requirements We're using a switch capacitor methodology. And, uh, and so there have been some natural um, inertia-bound uh, influences. There has been this, uh, this concern over the safety of the isolation barrier. And, and frankly, capacitors had uh, characteristics that uh, degraded over time, and, uh, and there were unknowns as to whether or not they would be able to uh, provide uh, long-term reliability. And, uh, and so those were uncertainties that uh, I wouldn't say they're disadvantages, but they were uncertainties that, that um, held back uh, the uh, uh, development of alternative methods. But in my personal opinion, this is just me, I think the biggest factor of all was the tremendous inertia of knowledge and understanding and comfort with transformer-based systems. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm pretty sure that the same could probably be said with a, a lot of technology cycles across the board. Um, but regarding you know, Helix's MUX capacitor line, how, how exactly does it address the, the size and efficiency issues that you've that you've mentioned, along with the, the, the safety requirements that you, you mentioned in the last answer? Well, the, uh, the bill of materials to implement a uh, switch capacitor-based uh, power module or power supply module um, significantly reduces the Z height. The, you know, you've got the X and the Y, which are the basic sizes of the PC board, but then you have the Z height, which is typically where the, the transformer becomes dominant because it's the tallest component in a power supply. And so by replacing the, the transformer with the capacitors, capacitors are basically surface mount devices. And so they're, they're only offset from the board by you know, a few millimeters. And, uh, and the transformer is sometimes five, six, seven times that high. So that's a simple uh, way in which using capacitors can reduce the Z height. And there are uh, 
part count, the bill of materials part count, is, um, is roughly the same because we replace some of the other things like opto-isolators and so on with capacitors, and there are more capacitors to implement our uh, method, but uh, you reduce some, many of the other components. And some of the components that you reduce out are some of the more complicated and some of the more costly parts of the the, uh, um, the PC board uh, that is at the heart of any uh, power supply. Uh, so that's just um, kind of a touching lightly on how it is that we can bring about higher power density because we can provide the same power, let's say a 65-watt power supply, we can provide the same power in a much smaller enclosure. And so the power density, uh, the actual supplied power is the same, but the power density can go up by a factor of two to five or maybe even higher by eliminating the, the capacitor and some of the other big components that surround it. And mm -hmm. one, of, one of the real enablers for us, and, and we, we launched this at APEC last year, one of the real enablers for us was overcoming this uh, uh, safety question, um, the, the fear or the unknown associated with could capacitor power supplies provide the safety that's necessary for a UL approval to be made. And so we had to uh, subject our, uh, uh, our design concept, which is a patented concept. We call it CAP-ISO. It's our capacitive isolation barrier. We submitted that to, um, to UL um, now almost a year and a half ago, and uh, they subjected our uh, design for a power supply to all of the different uh, safety um, screening, um, you know, flammability, uh, touch current, uh, heat separation, uh, isolation. And, uh, and they guided us with a couple of suggestions that um, uh, made the, the implementation um, more uh, suitable, more safe, um, between us, they gave us approval of the design concept, and they tested and characterized the design concept to all of the safety factors in uh, April of last year. And uh, by pe being able to show that to system designers, now they are less um, concerned, less afraid, or less uncertain about the ability that they can have of achieving these significant improvements in power density because uh, isolation has been proven to be um, a, a safe uh, implementation with our unique approach. Right, right. Uh, now, Harold, let, let me let me close by asking you, you know, where does AC to DC conversion go from here? And and I realize we we may be repeating ourselves a, a tiny bit. It, it, is it just very capacitor heavy? Uh, mux capacitor obviously could play a role there. And and what are Helix's plans for addressing those future needs? I, I think that uh, there are a couple of problems, one of which is that we have a, an inherently wasteful um, world in terms of the energy that is available for our increasing use of energy in highly sophisticated electronic products. And by that I mean if I turn off my television, I walk away from my my uh, uh, shelf where I have my DVR and my, my Apple box and my uh, uh, cable box and my TV, uh, all of the little lights that wink at me as I walk away from that imply that those devices are still consuming some amount of, uh, of, of electricity, some amount of energy. And, uh, and that's a non-trivial amount of energy that's being consumed. Uh, mm -hmm. and the, uh, it's commonly called vampire current or standby current. 
And using the switch capacitor methods, we were able to provide an, an order of magnitude improved energy efficiency when these devices are in their standby mode. And, and so put 10 or 20 or 30 of them in our homes all in standby mode, and though each one is a fairly inconsequential amount of energy or cost waste, when you put them all together and you multiply them by the number of consumers that have these different devices, it becomes a significant number. And so we are uh, applying our unique MUX capacitor solution to the standby and vampire current question. And, uh, and we have uh, been able to prove the ability to get down to below 10 milliamps on uh, standby or vampire current. Um, that's coming out in a next generation product for us, but it's been proven and demonstrated. And so while that's not directly related to making a power supply smaller or uh, eliminating the transformer, it is very directly related to the implicit value to you and me as consumers long term uh, in the availability of continuing good, clean power from our power infrastructure today. And so we're clearly addressing that. And the other application areas for the MUX-CAP uh, fundamental approach is both in buck and boost or in reduction and increase. And so the MUX capacitor is applicable in a, a solar inverter uh, environment. It's also very applicable in today's, um, I'll call it Ethernet power, uh, where power infrastructure is 48 volts, not 120 or not 240 from the wall but a, a building, a campus, an office, even a home has a network of power that's being provided through the, the Ethernet host in the house. And our MUX capacitor technology is, is uniquely able to provide both isolated and non-isolated converter solutions to go from 48 volts to 24 to 6 to 12 to 5, uh, all of those uh, output levels can be achieved utilizing the MUX CAP technology. And so we have a, uh, an answer to today's problem in AC-DC power supplies. We have a very, very good answer for tomorrow's problem, which is making those even more efficient, especially in low load, standby, and vampire mode. And we have a unique approach that can be long-term viable in um, power over Ethernet or 48-volt infrastructures and electronic vehicles and even solar. So we think we've got some answers for a variety of future challenges. Excellent. Well, thanks for all the great information today, Harold. You know, as a quick reminder to our audience, the, the PSD cast is now available on iTunes, and the, the link is in the description. Harold, on behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in.